Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And we are joined here with, uh, if you look on the screen, it says we are on the line with Will Hoffman. He is the uh, new president now of the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. That's and right. Him and uh, Dave are working on that kind of a headship of, of the Apologetics Network together on that. So we uh, wanted to bring uh, Will on the show. Um, he's got a few things, like new couple documents we want to talk about today. Yes, he and So without further ado, you've seen him on this podcast before welcome back will how you doing i am great it is a great day it's been a great uh, it's been a great year i'm very excited i like to hear that too it's been a great year for me obviously the chiefs won last night and that was exactly what i was wanting to see happen it is a reality i can't believe it's not an alternative reality it is god's sovereign choice to have elected the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, the so I'm uh, happy about that. The same uh, <laughs> God that is the God over the you know whole thing with Tebow is the same God that uh, is over the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. So right. as a Broncos fan, I have to say congratulations, even though it's just as surreal, um, just on the other side of the fence, to yeah, be able yeah. to say that they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Will, um, with the uh, you know what, what's going on with the? I guess let everybody know what is going on with the Missouri Baptist Apologetics. Yeah, Network. please. Oh, uh, so we, I mean, me and Dave, we've been working to uh, plan out our our two year term. We have this this two years to really kick off this officers of the the Missouri Baptist Apologetic Network. We have plans coming up. We're actually having a meeting uh, this Thursday to uh, some big uh, news possibly coming out uh, later on this week. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, it's going to, it's just going to set forth what we want the Apologetics Network to do uh, awesome. from here on out. Uh, we got plans all the way up through 2021 and uh, it's it's just moving. It is going, and we see God's will throughout all of it. I've been I've been texting with friends today about just what God has been doing through the network, mm-hmm. how we are taking every step that we can to let the Missouri Baptists and whoever else wants us to actually get involved, to have us in their churches. And to empower the believers here in Missouri, uh, Kansas, all the states around us, that uh, we are here to defend the faith, the faith, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, uh, everybody out there that's watching this, you know, there's sounding like a hint of awesome surprise news coming our way here in the state of Missouri. So, um, that's awesome. So, I'm glad that um, it's something. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, sorry yeah, about that. That right. was me. That was me. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. But anyway, it's something that, you know, as a, an apologist that's been on the network for a couple of years, I'm just going like, you know, when are we going to progress this thing? So, now you should be able to see something um, progressing. Um, in the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. So with that said, um, you guys here are watching this. If uh, you've never had an apologist, especially from the network, come to your church, now's the time because we are definitely putting ourselves out there. You know, it's not just Rob Phillips doing the work. We all have something to come present, something to share, and we want to get to know you guys out there to go, like, where is it? 
um, that you need help, um, where can we get to the scriptures so you know them, so you can share them, and really, it's all about spreading the gospel um, anyway, so that's going to be awesome with this. So today... Yeah, well, you yeah. have developed some material to expand your ability to minister not only in your church and in Missouri Baptist Church, but you've put forward a document into the public, and that's something that we really wanted to kind of discuss with you and talk about how God is using that already and uh, how that is available to others. So if you don't mind, um, tell us a little bit about the document that you have just produced and the forthcoming document that should be available and where that is available. So tell us a little bit about what you have created. Well, actually, uh, earlier when we talked, I, I was actually wrong. Uh, both documents are officially out now. All right. Oh, awesome. Um, uh, yeah, me and Rob, we were talking about uh, trying to get the, the, the one on Jehovah's Witnesses out in March, and it actually went out in the February newsletter. So it is officially out now. Uh, but what I've, what I've done is I've created two documents, and these are simple uh, trifold uh, handouts. They can be used as uh, bulletin inserts. They can be on your table uh, in your church or in your uh, in your foyer uh, or at even the convention when we go there on our table. But this is just a document that states uh, or helps you more or less to know what to do when they come to your door and meaning – uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons, when you hear that knock on their on your door, usually at the most inconvenient time, this is to help you understand how to talk to them, how to ask them questions, a little bit about what they believe, what they don't believe, and things of that nature. Yeah, so I mean, always being ready is the uh, key thing here, right? So doing getting this pamphlet into their hands to get them into a mode of study. So, because they know this is going to happen, so always being ready to defend your faith, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I go for it, Will. Oh no, I was just going to say, you know, when when the opportunity comes up for us to share our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible, you know, there's no easier way to do it than when someone knocks on your door and wants to talk about God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. You know, it's, it's interesting, Will. Uh, I really like both of these documents because they do focus on the interaction that we often don't invite, right? Uh, I love how James White describes it. He says, you know, those folks who knock on the door on Saturday morning when you're trying to sleep in. And generally, I think he's uh, referring to the Jehovah Witnesses. Those are the ones who mm-hmm. are out in our communities. Those are the ones who are out on the door. And, and I know in my own life, some of the most meaningful discussions that I've had with people regarding the doctrine of the Trinity, regarding the doctrine of the Holy Spirit are pneumatology have been with Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons who were unexpected. And what I've heard from a lot of people around the church, and maybe this is just popular parlance, but you hear people talking about, yeah, when those Jehovah Witnesses knocked on my door, I slammed the door in their face or did such and such, or I answered the door in my underwear to scare them off so they didn't know what was going on. What you've created is essentially a step-by-step guide to how to have a constructive Christian witness uh, example right there. So tell me a little bit about the mindset that drove you to this. Well, I I used to live in Utah. I uh, was pastor in Utah for, for about three years, and I had a very good interaction with my Mormon neighbors, uh, the local missionaries that were there. 
I mean, that was just a part of life. You knew who the missionaries were. They would come by. They would talk. But we also had a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses in that area as well. So they would always come by and invite the Mormons and or invite us Baptists to their uh, different uh, events. And so there was always those interactions. And my mindset of talking to people and becoming friends with uh, these young men who came back from their mission uh, it was very much a, hey, tell me some stories, you know, mm. and I was surprised about the amount of times they would tell us that or tell me that they, you know, they were yelled at. They were told they're going to hell. They mm. were they had water thrown on them, uh, cursed at by people who called themselves Christians. Mm. So, I mean, th- immediately that broke my heart, because if we are supposed to be Christ followers, if we're supposed to be. You know, these people that are Christ ambassadors, we are supposed to show the same love that Jesus Christ showed to people. Uh, Why aren't we talking to them? I mean, this is the easiest evangelism we have. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to create this this do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. of talking to. And it started out uh, Mormon missionaries uh, because that's really specialty is at. But I wanted to also do it for Jehovah's Witnesses because we get a lot of those people that knock on your door, like on Saturday morning or in the afternoon, things of that nature. But this idea of what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. And my first, the first thing I absolutely did was I went on Facebook to a Mormon missionary uh, Facebook group, and I, I talked to the administrators, and I said, hey, I want to ask you a question. These are all former Mormon missionaries. And I said, tell me your, your, your stories, the yeah. good and the bad. And again, surprised by the amount of people that you know just were so rude and, and unloving to these people. And I really felt the call to say, hey, we need, as a church, as Christians— to have this opportunity to do it in love, again, to to give that hope that is within us. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like much of your reasoning and mindset behind creating these two documents, which are basically PDF files that are available on the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network page. If they click on your picture, they'll be able to see these documents print them out for themselves, distribute them at their churches. Specifically, as we get closer to the month of Easter, that's a big time when Jehovah Witnesses are coming out, inviting people to their Lord's Mm -hmm. Supper celebration. I mean, every year, that is when Jehovah Witnesses are knocking on my door. The the Mormons aren't quite as predictable. I mean, you can see them because they're very distinct. It's usually two young ladies or it's two young men in white white dress shirts with black ties. And those individuals are uh, doing Doing the very best they can to try to canvas an entire neighborhood. But we know right now the Jehovah Witnesses are coming out, so someone could simply print these two PDF files and maybe use them uh, for a Sunday school class. I mean, what is your goal in directing others to use these documents, in other words? Well, I think you said it best. It's, it's for the everyday Christian to sit there and to – yeah, we, we know when they knock on the door, it's it, – Almost always feels like an inconvenience, but I mean, I love it. I love when they knock on my door because uh, it gives me an opportunity to share the gospel. I mean, that's such a reverse your... mindset. 
uh, generally yes. it's an annoyance. And so is there an element of this that is uh, writing to, hey, you should see this as a joy when someone wakes you up in the morning? Because generally, I'm hoping most people aren't sleeping in when they're knocking on their door. We say that, but but most Christians I know are not sleeping in on Saturday until noon, right? They're doing something productive. Generally, they're doing a church thing if they can get up on a Saturday and give that time to their church. So uh, you're really trying to take this opportunity. You see this as an opportunity, and that's even the way that if you were directing someone to print this off and teach it in their Sunday school class, because I think it's very teachable and it's something people can take home, many advantages to this. Mm-hmm. Um that is now, hey, change the way that you're thinking about these folks. Don't see them as an annoyance. See them as an opportunity. Is that kind of what you're getting at? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I, I would hope that whoever looks at this and if they're going to teach it, they look at the dues and they understand that these are very, very normal things that we should do just in society of being friendly, being respectful, being polite. And, you know, even I even put in there, if you're not interested in talking or, you know, you're in the middle of something, just be very polite and say, hey, guys, I don't have time. But if you want to come back later, um, you know, I would love to talk to you them uh, then. And just absolutely just be, you know, respectful. And my my whole goal uh for this is that we have these conversations. We are able to share our faith. We are able to come to understandings and actually just talk. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's most of the issue whenever I think about it is because we, you know, we, we come to church, we talk about discipleship, we talk about evangelism whenever we're in those doors. Anyway, we're always like, yes, we're gung ho. And then (laughs) when we come home, we close our doors, shut the garage door, and that's it. And then if you bother mm-hmm. me, um, you know, I'm going to tell you no. And I, I've had a conversation um, with an atheist, you know, my normal conversations that I have on Facebook. And I remember pointing out because he's it's one of those I think in the conversation it was like, you know, well, sometimes people say that they're just spiritual so they don't have to have the conversation. Mm. And I was like, so lying is not bad in your worldview. You know, to catch him, right? You know, and the thing is, in in Christianity, we need to be consistent with it and go, lying is not right in our worldview. So if you're bothering me, instead of, you know, um, slamming the door or coming up with a lie, how about you say the truth? I don't have time right now. And then you're satisfied in your conscience knowing that you told the truth. Yeah, you might have that cognitive dissonance of like, oh, I really wish I could have shared with them at that time. But at the same time, you told the truth if you really didn't have time. But, you know, um, you know, understanding divine appointments and that God is controlling all things and God put them at your front door and gave you an ample opportunity to evangelize and and gave you an admission field right there in front of you. And if you didn't take it, don't go to church and complain. You don't have opportunities. Oh, my gosh. An amazing thing is, again, that's what I see as such an advantage to this. I've Well, I've never seen such a accessible document that says, hey, these folks are coming to your door. Here's what you do to prepare. And you've talked us through a few of those do's. If you don't mind, uh, kind of separate for us some of the do's and some of the don'ts. Like, as you're talking about this document, what is critical? Uh, as again, as we near Easter, that people, let's talk just Jehovah Witnesses. Like, what are some of those things that you're sharing in the document that we can be prepared 
for these dialogues with? Well, I think the, you know, the first thing we, we do or we shouldn't do is don't, don't look at this as a, a time of argument. Don't now, and I'll be very honest when, when Mormon missionaries come to my door, when, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses come to my door. I see them more as you know a sparring partner uh, gotcha. because they've they've studied, they're ready to go. But you never want it to be an argument. You never want it to be just something that you all are just going to yell at each other about, and then you both are just ruined from ever talking again to each other. But so have a conversation. Don't don't argue. You know. Don't slam the door in their face like we talked about. If you don't have time, just let them know. Uh, but don't blow them off. Don't be hiding behind the couch hoping they leave. Um, the one that I think you know we need to stay away from is just yelling at them or telling them you're going to hell because yeah. you will you will completely stop a conversation by saying, "Well, you're just going to hell." Mm-hmm. Uh, don't use rude language. Don't call them names. Um, and another good thing is don't assume everything you've heard online is about Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons is, is the absolute truth Yeah, because there's a lot of misinformation about out there. Um, and one of the things is I, I truly believe if you want to know about these groups, you need to read their sources. You need to actually have that information. So, uh, yeah, well, I know this was not in the questions that we sent you prepared, but it is something that has just been in my mind. Tell us a little bit about one of the interactions where you've applied some of these do's and don'ts and what resulted in that, if there's one that you have on your memory that's imprinted. Oh, I mean, I I love <laughs> – there's so many stories. I'll have to – I have to narrow it down. But um, I, was, I was in Georgia, and I uh, was at my aunt and uncle's house for my uh, cousin's wedding. And, you know, we're standing in their uh, their dining room looking out at their front street, and I see the car pull up, um, and I see two—it was a car full of four people. Two people go to one house, and I just said, oh, you got Jehovah's Witnesses coming to your door. And my uncle was like, no, 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 it can't be that. And they immediately started walking up. And my uncle, he—you know, my uncle's from New York. He was a very— uh, New York guy. And he's like, I'm going to get rid of these guys. And I'm like, no, no, I got this. And mm. I just went outside. I mean, I, I've only been awake for probably about half an hour. I'm still in my, my sleeping pants and a cutoff t-shirt and I'm, I'm going out, I'm talking to these guys and uh, it was a husband and wife team. And, you know, I allowed them to go through their, their, their talk, their, their script. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now Jehovah's Witnesses, they they rely on technology. They have video clips they want to share with you and things of that nature. And when it comes to Jehovah's Witnesses, from studying Jehovah's Witnesses, knowing who Jesus is and according to their doctrine, uh, knowing that he's Michael the Archangel and uh, things of that nature, I always ask two questions with Jehovah's Witnesses. The first one is, who is Jesus? Mm-hmm. Because I want them to admit that he's Michael the Archangel. Yeah. Uh, and it, it takes quite a bit. So I'll continue to ask this question, you know, who is Jesus? And they'll say, well, he's the, the firstborn son of God, uh, the only son of God. And I'll say, okay, and I'll let him speak some more. And I'll say, oh, by the way, who is Jesus? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, 
you know, just continue to ask them until I finally say, well, you know, I know your doctrine and I know it's this to get them to admit, okay, we're going to, we're going to level with you. The other question I always like to ask with Jehovah's Witnesses is simple. I say, I say, Hey, let's say I, I walk out into the street. I get hit by a car. I got three minutes to live. Explain to me how I can go to heaven. Yeah. Now, I, you, as you and I both know, Jehovah's Witness, uh, their their salvation is based on works. There's a lot of things that you have to do to get to heaven. They can't really ask you that question or answer that question. Yeah. But you you can ask them and say, okay, I have three minutes to live. How how will you give me peace in my life that I'm going to go see uh, Jehovah? And they yeah. can't answer it. And then you immediately can turn around and say, well, let me share with you yeah. how I could give you peace if the roles was reversed. Mm, amen. That is a good, you know, good way. And, the, and these, and I mean, I've had many of times where I've talked with, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses, I've talked with Mormon missionaries, and I've shared with them the gospel in a sense, in a way that, you know, we both can leave, you know, knowing that we did our job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I love, one of the do's is always pray for these young men or this husband and wife team. Pray with them. You know, as a Christian, I feel that we should pray for their safety, that they, you know, as they're walking door to door, that they're being safe. You know, and, but I'll, to take that time to pray for them, pray with them. You know, and it's always kind of weird because you think, you know, like, are you praying for them to go and win people to their side? No, I'm praying for their safety. I'm praying for this time that we've had. I'm praying that what I've said to them, you know, they'll think about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've prayed with many uh, Mormon missionaries. I've prayed with many Jehovah's Witnesses where I lead the prayer. You know, I'm praying for their safety. I'm praying for them. I'm praying for understanding. And they'll pray right along with me, um, and it, it's it's a great time. It's a great time of evangelism. Mm-hmm. So whenever we we get into this uh, document here, one thing I I didn't see, and it might be something that'd be worth adding to on a you know like a future thing. But you know um, when I'm looking at it, you know this sort of to me presupposes that you know. Um, where to find these things. So, you know, I'm coming yes. from, I'm looking at it and, you know, so here's Latter-day Saints um, definition of God. And then here's what you call evangelicals definition of God. You've got Jesus on both sides, scripture, salvation, Satan, and man. Now, um, one of those things like, is there, you know, would you be um, a, a, able to like put scriptural proofs on there. So I was kind of thinking like when I saw this, it's like, okay, I know that, but I know I've studied scripture, but um, mm-hmm. you know, does this presuppose that you already know um, your ethos, I guess you could say um, whenever you grab this um, to then look at um, what to do when it comes to Mormons or Jehovah's witnesses, or is that something that we probably need to work on and put those like, you know, here's where scripture is um, and we can show them. Yeah, you know, when when I was creating this document, I mean, th- this was actually kind of a learning thing for me as well. I've never I've never created something like this. But um, you know, so I was looking at spacing, how much do I really want to really want to put in there? Do I want to I don't want to put too much information in there. Yeah. 
and also knowing that you know through our network, you know each each of our network members' pages, personal pages on the Missouri Baptist uh, website, um, we all have information. Uh, I have an entire document on what Mormons believe that you can find on there. Um, that actually gives you more sources to what they believe. Mm, um, and I, and on the document, uh, you know, on the Mormon document, I did put uh, a link to uh, the Mormon Research Ministry, which is based out of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I mean, you can get a lot of good information there. On the Jehovah's Witness, I also link to uh, one of our members' books that he has written on there as well. And, you know, I wish I could put all the information on this pamphlet, but unfortunately yeah. with size restraints and things like that, um, you know, I, it just wasn't able to fit it on there. But I do hope that as as a Christian, we can pick up a pamphlet like this. We can look at these two differences and say, OK, this is what they believe. I need to know and I need to explain, mm-hmm. you know, even if it's to my kids or to my Sunday school class or to my church, why I believe in the Trinity. And can I can I actually say what that is? Yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, that that scripture we all love that the first Peter three fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, we are supposed to give a uh, a defense for the hope that is within us, and if we can't do that as Christians, uh, we need to study a little bit. Um, you know, I was I was listening actually to James White, uh, his his daughter Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was taking her to uh, Salt Lake City for one of the uh, one of the conferences, she asked him, "What do I need to learn to to share with Mormons?" Thinking, "Well, here's Doctrine and Covenants, here's Pearl of Great Price. Read this." He said, "You need to know your Bible mm. above anything else. You need to know what you believe." Um, so you know when when we're talking about these things, yeah, I mean. I, I always I always want to give information, but I also hope that the people I give this information to, they're going to read their scriptures and say, okay, you know, why do I believe Jesus is God? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do I believe that the only scripture we have is the Bible? You yeah. know, why do I believe that salvation is grace through faith in Jesus Christ? And not me having to, to lead them through throughout the entire witnessing encounter. Yeah. So one of the things that as I look at this document, and I do think it's incredibly a strong document, I think you really put together something that that I've never seen, that I've never even heard people really talk about. Uh, What is the advantage of a document like this and where can people get this document well, I think one of the best advantages of this document is that it is simple. It is something you can grab, you can read. It's something you can easily just slide into your Bible. You can put it by your front door. And the advantage of this document is to know that anyone can do this. You don't have to have a master's degree or a bachelor's degree. You don't have to be a pastor. You know, you can just look at this and say, okay, here's a step-by-step thing that I can, I can do so I can have a conversation mm-hmm. uh, with somebody. Uh, that, that's completely the advantage of this document, um, that anyone can be you know, a, a great evangelist at your door. Because again, 
when when Jehovah's Witnesses, when Mormons, when they knock on your door, they want to talk about God. Mm-hmm. So this is the easiest evangelism you will ever do in your life. We just actually have to do it. Yeah. yeah. Where you can get this document, again, you can uh, you can uh, uh, subscribe to our Apologetics newsletter. Uh, it's sent out in there. Um, I I usually try to post it on my Facebook page um, whenever it comes out. Um, and you can look on our personal pages, uh, my personal page on the Missouri Baptist Apologetic Network. And uh, as of right now, the Mormon one is on there. Uh, the Jehovah's Witness one will be placed on there within the next few days or so. Awesome. And that is where you can get it. Uh, you can email me and I will send you the copy as well. There's something easy you can print off on your printer and you can fold it up and have it yourself. Yeah, and that's one thing that I really like about this, Will, is that it's simple. That to me, in fact, what I'll probably even do with the Sunday school class that I teach is print it off in color for everyone to have a copy, tell them where they can go and print more off, but then walk them through some of the scriptural um what I would say scriptural proofs for the statements that you're putting forward. And then again, always remind folks, hey, the best defense against false religions is a great knowledge of Scripture. So I'm going to kind of switch channels real quick, Will, uh, because you are the president of the Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. And we kind of hit a little bit at the beginning, but kind of where do you see the network going from here? And what are some of your goals for the network as we move forward into 2020? Well, I know you and I have talked, and I've I've talked with Rob Phillips at the, the state convention. My my dream for the Apologetics Network is that we are we are known throughout all of Missouri and through the Missouri Baptist Convention because I I, I think apologetics is one of the most important ministries there is. And Amen. For, you know. I'm an apologist. It's my love. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have that bias there. But we know that in in our state, it is very very big for apologetics, mm-hmm. uh, just in locations like Independence and uh, all throughout. But you know, I want I want the Missouri Baptist Apologetic Network to be as big as uh, church planting, as replanting, as collegiate ministries. I want us to be right up there with everyone else and saying, this is who we are, what we're doing, and we can be in your church. We can talk about these things. Uh, And I see that happening within the next two years and onward because of the advances we're making right now, uh, the connections we're making. The sky's the limit. And, you know, knowing that we have a great God who is in control of all things he has taken us there. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. Well, well, I really appreciate your continued effort as the president. Um, I've already, just in the time since you've been president, I think we've been making some strides forward. I think this is a great example of what Missouri Baptist apologists, apologists can do on their own. And with that said, like, is there a goal for any other documents like this or what would be some other cults or uh sex that you could possibly work with on something like this? I mean, this is kind of unique, but are there some other ideas that you have in the, uh, I should say, uh, in the burner uh, that you're wanting to put forward besides these two documents? 
Well, you know, it, it, for for the when they come to your door, that's kind of limited to uh, Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. There's not many <clears throat> other cults that do this and do it with such a passion. But one of the things that I've I've really noticed, and this really hits close to home to where I actually live here in Mid Missouri, like. I'm right in the middle of Missouri. We're 54 and 70 meet. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. And there are like these cults that are mainstream, but a lot of people don't know who they are. Or they just think they're another branch of uh, another denomination of Christianity because they're not publicizing uh, their their stuff. And yeah. my my the some of the stuff I'm working on right now, I, I seem to have a lot of stuff on the on the burners at once. Mm. But just trying to get people to understand, you know, and and I think one of uh, Rob Phillips's uh, books, uh, his book on the Trinity, what every Christian should know about the Trinity, yeah. is vitally important because we have a lot of these small little groups around Missouri that that is the one doc uh, doctrine that they completely. Uh, they completely throw out. They do not believe in. Uh, and I'm seeing that more and more. So I think, you know, I would love to see documents, you know, written on the Trinity about this, you know, how, you know, what are some key phrases you need to hear uh, mm. to let you know this group might not be my Christian brother. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that. Um, still working on things. Uh, one of the things that uh, actually my wife has been uh, helping me, uh, bouncing things off of her is uh, this idea of should we talk about it in church? Uh, kind of idea of like, hey, should we talk about the concept of ghost? You know, there's a lot of TV shows that talk about ghosts and stuff like that, but did you know there's scripture that talk about ghosts as well? You know, Jesus actually said it. Um, so should we talk about these things? Should we talk about, you know, I was on your program talking about UFOs. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Should we talk about Bigfoot? Should we talk about zombies? Things of that nature, because these are all things that impact our our children. They impact our families. They impact our church. Um, and these are things that we should to- talk about in our church. But unfortunately, we have we've kind of been ostriches and we've placed our yeah. head in the sand, saying, "I'm not going to talk about that subject." Yeah. So there, there's a lot of things that ramble on in my mind and uh i just need to get them all on on uh in document form yeah. well man you've created a great piece we did link to it on the page uh will we are so thankful for your hard work as the director of the missouri baptist apologetics network it's yeah. been really cool to get to work with you I don't know. This is like the fourth time I think you've been on the program. Somewhere in there. Did you call in when yeah. we did our 100th show? I, I can't remember for sure if you were one of uh, our, our call-ins no, on I that. No, I unfortunately okay. did not. I actually had something else uh, planned that night, and uh, I know you reached out to me about doing it, and I, I forget where I was at. I was, I was at some sort of one of my kids' sporting things. And I looked at my clock, and I was like, oh, I'm supposed oh, to be doing man. this, but I, I completely got sidetracked. But uh, – <laughs> But no, but yeah, I think it's been like three or four times I've been on. I did call uh, uh, after one of the James White conferences in St. Charles. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, um, I remember that. And that was good. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. a lot of fun. Well, brother, thank you so much and uh, very grateful for your ministry and uh, look yeah. forward to seeing good things from the network and good things from you. So uh, really well, appreciate and, it, brother. And guys, I, I very much uh, I appreciate this podcast, what it 
what it does for apologetics. I appreciate both you all's hard work in and working with the network, uh, putting on this podcast, having having people that will just talk nonstop like me on it. <laughs> uh, you know, thank you so much for all that you all do, David. Thank you for being my right hand man with the uh, with the apologetics network mm. officers right now. Just it's you and I, and we're. We're going to try to take over the world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like well, Dr. Doofus Merce, we're going right. to do it. Um, uh, I'm certainly pinky. You definitely are the brain. That is no joke. <laughs> so, uh, well, brother, thank you. Praying for you. Thank you for your hard work as a pastor, even more important. And uh, we're so grateful for you. We will let you go, man. All right. Well, thanks for having me. God bless you. All right. There he was, man. Yeah. There was the yeah. president of the Missouri oh, Baptist. Man. You didn't do your dun dun dun. Oh yeah, with the past few episodes, we've had so many technical problems. I think like I went into like I'm just making sure everything's running mode. But anyway, <laughs> guys, um, again, Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network. There's a bunch of us. It's not just Dave and I. That's right. Um, we're all doing like this is our style of ministry. Is the uh, podcast. That's right. Like if we get to come to your church and talk to you about it, but there's other guys that they don't do podcasts, but they come to your church. I mean, Rob does uh, apologetics uh, workshops. There's other guys that'll do that. Um, so, you know, utilize it. it is and a, ladies yeah, don't want to yeah. forget that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm speaking guys in that sort of terminology. Gotcha. I, hey man, I wasn't man. trying to be silly. <laughs> Listen, mankind, this is go. available for you. Men, <laughs> women, children. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, it's, it's for you. So um, we talked about a couple of documents. So please go on to the Missouri Baptist Apologetics uh, or the, go to the MoBapt website. And then it's also, if you just search Missouri Baptist Apologetics Network, you'll get a Google link easily there. Go there, look us all up, look at the documents that are available. This is something that's been going on for a lot longer than what you think. Yeah. So there's been stuff up. Um, so also, if you guys need anybody to come out, we're um, we're available. Um, yeah. some, some people are pastors, some people are not, and so that might determine availability, but I'm sure all of us will work hard to come talk to you about Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, um, say, oh Problem gosh. of Evil, Presuppositional Apologetics, Classical Apologetics, like church history, all this kind of stuff that we talk about here can be in front of people that aren't going to get on a computer and watch this. Yes. Remember, there are more people on alive on this earth than what gets online. So That's right. we're multi-generational, um, ethnical, ethnic diversity type people because every nation, language, and tongue. So let's utilize all mediums for the glory of God. And so please go there, get these uh, two documents. If uh, you if you know you get your door knocked on by whoever, um, prepare yourself. And instead of showing them how Christians which are to them not Christians act, show them how Christians should act and engage them, love them, have compassion on them. Because what did Jesus do? He had compassion on them because he saw them like sheep without a shepherd. That's right. So be that. And let me always remind you, number one, thank you so much for listening to the Tag Your It podcast. If you get a chance, be sure to give us feedback on iTunes. All five-star reviews. We love yeah. them. We're at 29 five-star reviews, so we, we need another uh, you know 30 or 40 of them, and we'd be doing great. 30 or 40 million of them. Yeah, there you go. That'd be good. Man, we'd be like the number one podcast in, in the world. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, thank you guys uh, for bearing with us. We've got, um, you know, for the people that are going to be watching the live cast today, we've got two more to go on right. today. Um, but if you're just doing the downloading on the podcast, we thank you as That's always. Right. Um, keep it up and let us know. Um, 
what you'd like to hear on the show. Yes. Um, any questions that you have um, regarding anything, and we will make a podcast about it. But That's right. Man, we have that, a yeah. blast. With yes. This. It's good. So, yeah, with that said, um, we'll just call this one a good podcast for this time. And so we'll see you next time on the Tag Gear Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I am Dave. And solely. Deo. Deo. Deo.